TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Have it. Drill to left off the bat of Cruz. And the Twins are back in front. That's how you respond. Number 41 for Cruz, and it's 4-3. to three. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North AL Central Championship Twins Show. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass, live from Bone Basota, the land of 10,000 rakes. And that was a Twins win on Saturday, number 101 on the season. They lose the finale of the season and the series to the Royals on Sunday to wrap up their regular season 101 and 61 and uh, breaking a few records along the way as an offense, including the all-time home run record. We will talk about that a little later in the Twins show, two-hour show today. A little respite from all the uh, angsty Vikings talk (laughs) that will be going on on Score North across all our platforms today. Purple Daily will be back with more angsty Vikings talk at 2 o'clock. A few promises before we get going on Twins stuff. I can promise we are not firing the GM on this show. No. We are not benching the most important player on the roster. Nope. And we're not waiting around for next year's NFL draft. Those are three things we will not do on this show today. And I, I don't think there will be panic setting in. Right? No. There is no panic around the Twins. Tranquilo. And, and, and as I told you guys before, just 30 seconds before we went on the air, let's really, really enjoy this LDS, no matter what the <laughs> result is, because it might be the only playoff action we see in this town. Wow. For week four, man. We just played week four. This is how we are around Timberwolves here, Timberwolves season hasn't even started. Welcome okay. to Bumble The Timberwolves Soda. you can count out, but it's week four. It's week four in the NFL. <laughs> everything is, I can't say everything's going to be fine, but there's a possibility everything is going to be fine. But things are definitely fine with the Minnesota Twins, except... What preceded that home run that we heard right there by Nelson yeah. Cruz, number 41 on the season, and that was Luis Arise uh, getting tangled up with Williams Astadio on a pop fly on the infield, the previous half inning to that home run by Nelson Cruz, and uh, suffers what looked like it could have been really, really bad. They said it was a sprained ankle after the game. That sounds better than what it could have been, but oh, there yeah. are varying degrees of sprained ankle, and it still could be something that does keep him out long-term with the ALDS set to get started on Thursday, Derek. Where are you at with this, Rami? Because when I saw it, I thought, you know, be well. You know, have a good offseason, Luis, because that put an end to a phenomenal rookie season. Now, the Twins are being a little bit more optimistic than I was when I first saw Yeah, they're calling it a grade one ankle sprain. That leaves open the possibility, I guess. And he's off the crutches. The door's still open that he could be on the ALDS roster. That tells Um, me that he should at least be ready for the ALCS. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I don't know what the timeline is, but I will say this. I've been wrong about injury timelines before when Mitch Garver had his pull left leg turned sideways with his heel of his cleat stuck in the ground by Shohei Otani. And I thought, whew, that is going to put him out for the summer. See you in the fall. High ankle sprain did not do anything to lessen my angst about that injury. And he missed all of 16 games before he was back and hitting bombas and crouching behind the plate. So, what I'm trying to say is sometimes the Twins uh, training staff and, and doctors and that whole support group, 
is a bunch of miracle workers, and maybe they've got another one in them with Luis Arise. But I got to say, when I first saw the injury, guys, I thought that he was not going to be part of the postseason plans. I mean, remember, it looked that bad. Remember when we were preparing the funeral procession for Nelson Cruz because the tendon popped in his wrist? Yeah. And then he was back like ten, right. 10 days later hitting bombas like nothing happened. He was probably taking BP the next day hitting him in the third tank just for fun. For the injuries that that they've had this season, they've sort of dodged I mean, it hasn't been great injury luck for the Twins so far this year, but they've dodged a few bullets on some injuries that looked like they could have been a whole lot worse. And hopefully that's the case here without eyes. Yeah, I don't Manny, where are you at with this? Because he's such an important player. He's yeah. been so phenomenal his rookie season. What are, are you optimistic this guy's back as early as Friday? Uh, not very. And it, it's interesting because, you know, Royce and I, we we yeah, I said Thursday game one of the LDS. It's Friday, sorry. Uh, Pat and I, we pre-recorded uh, Royce on baseball this morning, which will air tonight at six o'clock. By the way, on uh, scorenorth.com and the Scorenorth mobile app, and on right here on AM fifteen hundred. Um, that the the risk that they may run with trying to put Arise on the twenty five man roster for this series is that if he can't go, I mean, if you try to put him on the roster and then. You can't use him, and you want to replace him and put a healthy guy on the roster. Then you can't you you then can't use him for the ALCS should you get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once and he goes on the IL in the playoffs, he sits out the following series, right? Yeah. Right, correct. So that's kind of the risk you run, and so I'm as much as as much as it would be nice to have him for this series. I would probably take the conservative approach and not have him on the twenty five man roster. Just in case, if we if they do somehow beat the Yankees, they may. There's a better chance you'll have him for the ALCS if you just rest him and not, not even run the risk of not having him for the ALCS. Sure. Should you get there, this is the wild card play in game theory. The teams that try to set up for the DS, sports karma comes to get them. Mm-hmm. So often you see teams and fan bases, even sometimes coaches and executives talking about all right well to set ourselves up for the future this is how we'd really like to play this and it's like dude careful counting those chickens before they've hatched because yeah one foot you f- have to get through the ALDS once you get to the playoffs it's one I see foot what in you're front saying of, it's one foot in front yeah. of the other you got to you got to tonight exactly you got and you bring up there's to me there's three possibilities now with Luis Hadais you brought up one of them Derek which is He's he's healthy, but not a hundred percent to start the series. You put him on the roster and and cross your fingers and hope for the best, and he doesn't get re-injured because, like Manny said, if you have to put him on the IL during the DS, he's out for the for the ALCS. Should it should it come to that? I agree with Manny on that. I, I don't I don't want to risk that. I know what you're saying about you don't yeah, want to yeah. plan ahead, but I'd rather I'd rather not risk that if if I'm the Twins. Another possibility is. He's not healthy on Friday when they have to make this announcement Friday morning, but the timetable says, well, he might be ready by game three of this series. Do you, can you burn that roster spot and keep him there as a guy who you can't really use for game one, maybe game two, for the possibility that he's back for games three, four, and five? That's pretty interesting. I don't think you want to play shorthanded in games one and two. The way I'm approaching this series if I'm the twins is go split in New York. Go split in New York and if you come home with two wins gravy. That's awesome. 
come home and you got to win one of your next two at Target Field, I like your chances. Go split in New York as your benchmark, as your goal. I don't think you can play with 24 guys. I mean, that's just me personally. I, I, I wouldn't do that. So this is one of those classic scenarios, boys. We'll know on Thursday. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be. We're not gonna be trying to handicap this race. Of well, how healthy is he? And oh, maybe he can hit, but can't play the field. Like, no, no, no. We're gonna have a great idea. The Twins are hosting a workout on Tuesday at Target Field. They're gonna say we're gonna go off and we expect to win. Victory parade. Then they're gonna go to New York. They'll probably just like most teams have a workout the day before. So Thursday in the Bronx. And we'll have a really good idea of where they're at with this. Manny, it reminds me of 2017. Miguel Sano fouls that ball off his shin in yep. August. I think it was early August, I if I remember. August, yep. So he missed like six, seven weeks, and you just you saw him around, but he was in a boot for a lot of the time. He just he wasn't a part of the, the they, mentality. They put a metal rod in his leg, right? That winter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he was walking around pre-rod, and... So you can imagine either the pain, discomfort, or whatever was going on there with his leg at the time. And then they tried to rush activate him. He played like a weekend series or came back and was doing workouts in BP. And then he went to the Twins workout in New York ahead of the wildcard game. Mm -hmm. And they didn't put him on the roster. And a lot of people were mad, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a a very controversial decision for them to not have him on the 25-man roster. At the time, absolutely. Like, we were talking about, even if, dude, if this guy is just a pinch hitter off the bench, or Mm -hmm. if he's even just a thought in the Yankees' mind, you want to have that guy on your 25-man, just one game, he can help you. Well, it comes out after the fact that, no, like, he physically wasn't available. He was... He was going to have a metal rod, a titanium rod, inserted in his shin mm-hmm. later that winter. He wasn't going to come up and hit a bone before you in a in a crucial spot. So Paul Molitor and Co. definitely took some heat for that at the time. Um, I don't know if this is the same. I have no idea. Like The Twins are going to have to hope this is a much shorter-term injury for such an important player. But if it's the situation where he's like, if you're debating what percentage of health he is, I, I think it's just that decision is made. For you. And the other thing too is I I think with if if Arise is not able to go, I think you just gotta look at Jonathan Scope and say, All right, man. We brought you in here. Yeah. Before we get to that, because I do like I said, there are three possibilities to me with uh, with Luis Arise. One is he's iffy but ready to go on Friday, and do you risk that? The second is what I just brought up, and that is He's not quite ready to go when the thing starts, but he might be ready at some point during the ALDS. I have like a sneaky, underhanded way of going about things okay. that I want to run by you guys. Yeah, right. I'm shocked to hear this, by the way. I don't know how closely <laughs> they monitor injuries and roster maneuvering during the playoffs, but ah, maybe a Lewis Thorpe or somebody who you don't think you have an absolute need for in the ALCS like his his he has like a sore shoulder and he's got to go on the AL right when Luis Arise is ready to come back right, right on the during IL. the ALDS from the <laughs> IL can they pull something like that <laughs> off or is major league baseball watching things a little bit more closely than they do during the regular season cuz well, major league baseball doesn't even give a crap if you're like yeah he's got elbow tendonitis everybody's got something right, exactly. in the regular season they don't stop you from doing that at all during the regular season can a well, mystery injury pop up 
to free up a roster spot for Luis Arise should he get healthy at some point during the DS. Say hypothetically speaking, sure. as long as we're just exploring right. this just space. going down this road, yeah. And this is us, not the twins, going uh-huh. down this path. They wouldn't talk like this. Never. No. Uh, no. <laughs> this is ill intention exactly. madness. Right. That there is uh, frowned upon, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Then there are some bold accusations that you're making. Uh, Baseless in nature. Okay, let's go down this path. Because if you've got the 13th pitcher and he, let's say he throws in game two. I've got some takes on the pitching staff, by the way. I know you do. I saw that. I saw that. This... this, this, We got two hours to explore this space on the Score North AL Central Champs Twin Show. But... Let's say you need a pitcher to get stretched out. Somebody goes, you mentioned Lewis Thorpe, so I wasn't going to pick him. But I just picked the just, guy. Just for argument's just sake. Just picked the guy. All right, Lewis Thorpe. Right. I guy picked one can, of the lower branches on the trust tree. He can get some outs in the ALDS, but you're you're not right now, as of today, September 30th, circling his name and saying, this will be the difference in our World Series parade or not. I mean, right? Right. So... Let's just use him as an example. Pitches game two. Arise is ready to come back game three or four, something. I, who knows? Series is split 1-1. Coming home to target field, and you get the benefit of an off day, and he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm really feeling something. It's just, I don't know, it's like a pull <laughs> like or tugging. a grab. I feel like a tug a, in, yeah, t- a, a tug. my forearm That's here. what it was. Oh. A tightness kind of ah, a thing. Yeah. Ah, wiggle the fingers. You wiggle days. the fingers like you do. You know, like How many ah. fingers am I holding up? Ah. So if something like if you're that. Watching happens. and streaming on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook, you can see me wiggle my fingers. <laughs> Radio gold. <laughs> it is okay. So something happens and arises. Put on now. Thorpe in this example has to go on the injured list. Effectively, he's not only out for the rest of the DS, but he has to miss the subsequent series. He's out for the championship series mm-hmm. as well. Cross that bridge when you get to it. Obviously, you would trade just about any player for a free ticket through to the CS. Sure, you'd trade Nelson Cruz for a free ticket to the CS. Yeah, you just would in a heartbeat. It's the American League Championship Series. You're one step away from the World Series. Mm-hmm. Go hit some bombas without your leader. But I digress. If you go down that route. And you win the series, okay? And we're saying it's a little bit of <clears throat> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, yeah, he felt a he felt a grab, but it wasn't a grab, right? Yeah, yeah, I can picture Nothing the Yankees serious, just. But we got to send him back. We got to send him back and get get him looked at by doctors. He's, he's going to Melbourne uh-huh. to see <laughs> see if there are uh, any treatments available that could get him back in time for the World Series. Um, okay. If that happens, boys, can you see the Yankees or the Yankees fan base or the TV networks or Major League Baseball sitting by quietly and saying, like, oh, good, nothing to see here. That's fine. Say, Luis Arise. comes up with a huge hit in the ALDS after these uh, little bit of shady injury list dealings. What then, I don't know what you're McLaugh. talking about. What's what shady? <laughs> What's shady? He felt a tug. A tug and forearm. a grab. He wiggled his fingers. And a pull. He went to the doctor and did this. <sighs> if you're watching us streaming live on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. That's his right arm. He's a lefty, oh, but I get what you're saying. Oh, this. yeah, it was totally uh, this arm. This is where uh, I felt the it's grab. It's just tight. It's just tight. I can't quite grip. You know, just, Not a numbness, but you know, like right. a numbness. I'm just saying, like that's a road I'd go down if I were them. Of course you would. You have to. <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But I'm just saying, baseball and the TV networks. That's not cheating. That's gamesmanship. 
Fair. That's gamesmanship is what that is. Fair play. You must watch a lot of soccer. The third possibility. Oh, so much soccer. The (laughs) the third possibility we have to explore is the the least pleasant one, and that's just he's he's not ready and he's not going to be ready for the ALCS. Yeah. What do you do now? Is it is it like Manny said? Just plug Jonathan Scope in at second and say this is why we brought you here. Go get him, big fella. Johnny Scope, you were hired uh, to do a job and uh, hit some bombas this year. I love his strong arm at second base. It wasn't quite the offensive bounce back season that I personally expected to see from him. It was for a few months, and then he sort of tailed off. Yeah, I. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. But it it feels like. I know throughout the whole summer I had a lot of complaints about Jonathan Scope in my mentions mm-hmm. at Derek Wetmore on Twitter. Talk to me. But you you were like, ah, hang on a second. It's a little early to start destroying this guy six weeks into a season because he didn't come up with the bases loaded. It, it was like, hang on, pump the brakes. But then, boys, as the season went on, you start looking up his close and late offensive stats you start looking up his numbers on baseball reference whenever either a game is on the line or, you know, it's a huge spot with the bases loaded or two out RBI situations. All this stuff that you can't talk about after six weeks because it's just random noise and there's no signal to how good is this player with the bases loaded. That after six months, boys, in high leverage spots, Jonathan Scope's numbers looked bad. They were bad. In terms of clutchness, if you want to call it that, if you believe in that as a real thing, if you believe it's a skill that transfers and carries over and has future predictive value, Jonathan Scope was one of the worst, least clutch players on the Twins, I should say. Mm-hmm. Not one of the worst players, one of the least clutch players. Big moments, time and time again, he didn't come through. And it didn't just seem like that. The numbers bear that out. However, he's a major league player. He's a big league starting second baseman. I would say that a lot of teams... If you lose your guy at a spot, you don't have the luxury that the Twins have had of, oh, okay, awesome. Well, Byron Buxton's hurt. That sucks, but we'll slide Max Kepler over, assuming he's healthy, which, again, is another big one. If he's healthy, he might play some center field, and Marwan Gonzalez plays right field. That's pretty good. I'll take that. Same token. Luis Arraiz gets hurt, has to miss the oh, ALDS. Bad. Let's just say I've been listening to the score mm-hmm. in the first place twin show and practicing your pronunciation. Thank you. Good. Let's just say he can't go like Jonathan Scopes. Not a bad backup, guys. That might be the way they have to go because injuries will force their hand. What I'm saying, I guess, is it's not the worst thing in the world. Obviously, you'd rather have the full complement healthy if you can, but there could be worse. Other teams have had to go to worse depth than what you're forced to do now if you're the Minnesota Twins. It's not that bad at the end of the day. So he's your second baseman, Jonathan Scope. Is does this because there was some question as to whether or not Williams Estadio would make the ALDS roster? This probably assures AL, uh, Williams Estadio La Tortuga gets a spot on that roster, wouldn't you think? Um, I want to see if Adrian's is healthy. I think Adrian's yeah, is a better baseball question. player. Yeah. Um, Marwin Gonzalez's flexibility really comes into play here, but yeah, I mean you're gonna have. Like if if Marwin Gonzalez is healthy and A. Ray Adrianza is healthy and Max Kepler's healthy, La Tortuga still on the bubble. Yeah, for me, definitely. Yeah. I don't know what the Twins are going to say. Maybe there's value in having that third catcher for a five game series, but I think baseball talent and ability wise, there are better players. You could go build a deeper, more talented roster, but we say this every single time. 
Injuries come up throughout the course of a summer. Sometimes these things just answer themselves. And we'll know on Thursday the availability of guys like Kepler, Gonzalez, AD, yesterday's uh, stand-in manager, A. Ray Adrianza. Like these, these, these problems that look like problems today, they might become more clear-cut come Thursday when we know who's available to them for the DS. And we will have the ALDS and the postseason as a whole covered for you like a blanket. Judd Zulgad is headed to New York to cover the ALDS. Go to scorenorth.com for Derek's thoughts in written word, Judd's thoughts in written word, Jake DePew all over the Twins. That's at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app because it is your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com yeah. as well. And the Score North first place Twins show, obviously, going to be getting you ready for this series and uh, covering the postseason all October long. A few shouts real quick before we uh, before we move on. Mm-hmm. Jake Depew on scorenorth.com did write about what are the Twins' options if Luis Arraiz is out for the ALDS. So you can find that column either on the app. We always call it a mobile app. But it's just an app. It's just an app. Go, go to the app store and get your app. Um, that's on there, and then Judd has some thoughts, too, on not only the like the magnificent plan that the Twins have worked out in their brain trust, yeah. but also a more recent column is, this Twins team's not going to be scared of the Yankees. It's not the Bronx Bombers of yesteryear. Very great team. The Twins should have respect for them. But Judd's column was basically on, these guys aren't going to back down, just like they didn't back down in the home run race. So those two pieces deserve a quick plug, and you should go check those out. Scorenorth.com and the Scorenorth app. The Twins not backing down, apparently a laughable notion to the New York Daily News. We'll get to that a little later in the Scorenorth AL Central Championship Twins show here on 1500 Scorenorth.com and the Scorenorth mobile app. But the Twins... Hold the record for home runs, and that might not even be the most impressive thing that this offense did this year. We'll discuss that right after this on the Score North First Place Twins Show. Live from Bomba Soda. I just did it. The Score North AL Central Champion Twins Show. There you go, Rami. Live from Bomba Soda on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. High fly, left center field. Did pretty well. Phillips is going back, looking up. That ball is gone. Jason Castro with a home run. His 13th and the team's 307th. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North AL Central Championship Twins show. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And that was the record-setting bomba. We're going to talk about that for just a second. But right here in my hands, Derek Wetmore, yes. I have hot, hot off, off the presses. The presses. So hot, in fact, I haven't even read this yet. Didn't proofread during the break, because <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Just put it in front of me, and I will read a new contest for you to try and win $10,000. Score North Twins Show listeners. Hot off the printer, probably. I don't uh, know if we have a press here. Whatever. We love Score our bombas around here at Score North, so we're firing up a little fun bomba challenge this week. Bombas away for 10 k If you can predict 
who hits the first playoff home run for the Twins, you'll be entered to win $10,000. If that first home run happens to be a Grand Slam, the prize jumps to $10,000. Here's how to enter. Download the free Score North mobile app available for Apple and Android and totally free. Register on the app, enter through listener rewards, and you have a chance to win $10,000 again. Just pick who you think will be the first player to hit a home run for the Twins in the postseason, and you'll be entered to win $1,000. If that happens to be a Grand Slam, you're entered to win $10,000. That's on the free Score North mobile app. Register and enter through listener rewards. See, and we should have done proofreading, Rami. Why is that? The first time he said 10,000 jumps to 10,000, it's 1,000 jumps to 10,000. What did I say? Uh, you just said you just said the it's automatically 10,000. No. This is if you did the 50k giveaway for the record setting bomba, same deal here. If you get the guy right who hits the first bomba, you're entered to win a thousand bucks. Yes. Whoever whoever guesses Mitch Garver hits the first bomba, just like it is was in the guy? regular is season, that your pick? just like it was in the regular mm-hmm. season, you're entered to win after he hits that first bomba. Awesome, thousand bucks, great. What could be easier? Well, if it's a grand slam, just like the Twins almost did for number two sixty eight, then the prize jumps to ten thousand. Same pool of entrance. That's so close. Oh, so close. I was like in and out of reception. So when they loaded the bases and scope was up and they pinch hit Luis Arise with the bases loaded and the record on the line, the next time I drove through reception, in fact, I drove to the nearest gas station to get reception. It was just an avalanche of texts and tweets and DMs like, oh my gosh, do you have an insurance policy? You're going to give away 50 grand. Holy cow. It's like, uh, oh boy. But we didn't. We did not. Dude, it was that close. Did not have to give up the 50K. You heard the record setting home run there coming out of the break. Number 307 for the Twins. And they did edge out the Yankees for the all-time team home run record in a single season. And I saw your tweet yesterday, Derek. A bunch of guys were trying to like brush it off. Like, yeah, man, we didn't even we didn't even know. We weren't even talking about it. <laughs> Mitch Carver Mitch Carver said he was running up and down the dugout saying we got the record. That's awesome. Yes. That's just, amazing. Just another example of Mitch Garver being the best. I love a dude who's in the moment, though, and enjoying it and appreciating it. And he just loves a good bomba. Right. And, What's wrong with that? Right. It's hard to be. When you're when you're a big league ball player and you're trying to grind out 162 and you have a, a playoff series to look ahead to, it's hard to be in the moment and just appreciate things while you do them. I think that's pretty cool that Mitch Garver can can take that moment in and let everybody else know, hey, let's take this moment in. <laughs> We're about to set a Major League Baseball home run record as a team. Credit where credit is due. I'm going to find the park from MLB.com's Doe Young Park, who covers the Twins. Uh, he was in the clubhouse, obviously. Crone, quote, I wasn't aware of it at all. Then the other half of the back-to-back yesterday, Jake Cave, nobody had said anything, so I didn't really know. Then, according to Doe, uh, Jason Castro said, I didn't know until after the game. Well, Jason Castro, you just hit home run number 307. No major league team has done that before or since, technically, right? Right. Same tweet, he quotes Mitch Garver. I'm walking up and down the dugout, literally yelling that we have the home run record. (laughs) Hashtag MN Twins. That's great. So awesome. That's outstanding. How much do you guys care? Because I know Mackie's been on these airwaves, and you don't have to brown nose. He's probably not listening. He's in a meeting. He's got bigger fish to fry. He'll catch the podcast later. But, like... He cares a lot that the too. Twins set this because it I puts mean, a stamp on the season. I don't know about a lot. Like on a scale of one to ten of caring, it's probably like a like a six and a half, seven. 
It's not insignificant. Okay. I, I care. It's something. It's something to point to this season, regardless of what happens. It'll be some, and I don't think that this record is going to immediately fall. Do I think it'll stand as long as the record that they broke? No, I think it'll be broken faster than that. But I don't think it's going to fall right away in 2020. And I think it is something that Twins fans will be able to look back on. Not just, hey, remember that season we hit a bunch of home runs and won the division? It's, remember that season the Twins hit the most home runs ever and won the AL, the AL Central? That's, it's just a benchmark, something to, to sort of slap on this season as a, as a, as a memory. I want to make sure I'm hearing you right because, so the Yankees set the record in 2018. So you're saying it's going to be broken faster than that? Like, oh no! I, I want to make sure we're I meant on it the would same take page longer. here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, they will hold it for longer yes. than the Yankees. Yes. Take that, Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it matters to me. It's like it's not a nine on the Richter scale, but it, it right. mattered to me that they did this. Manny, where are you at? This this matters to me too. It's a stamp on the season. Yeah, Danny and I actually talked about it yesterday morning on on Score North Sundays about just that very question of how much do you care? I. I told him, I said, I, I care. I want him to have it. Now, am I going to be boohooing and crying into my pillow, you know, this morning if, if they didn't have it? No, of course not. But, you know, I mean, I, I think it's a nice record to have. The fact that you one up the Yankees on it makes it even more sweeter. And if they can find a way to knock the Yankees out of the playoffs this weekend, you know, with this series as it starts this weekend and goes into next week, hopefully, um, yeah, that's that's a nice that's a nice little combination package. No doubt. I got one of my least favorite tweets yesterday, and sorry, Nate, <laughs> I'm gonna call you out. I get this. I get some version of this tweet throughout the season, and I used to, I used to have more fun with it this year. I guess I, there haven't been as many pessimistic people. I used to call this sports nihilism, boys. I got a tweet from Nate, a longtime listener of the Score North First Place Twin Show, now new listener of the Score North AL Central Champs Twin Show. Well, we're all new listeners to that. That's right. It just started on Friday. Nate says, what joined the club? Nate says, uh, when I said that the Twins had the all-time Bomba record, wow. He said the only thing that matters is who wins the last game of the season. And I just kind of circled back on that because rather than I don't like dunking on people, what's the point? Um, I'm 5'9". I can dunk on anybody. Sure. Come see me. Yeah. You but got the hops. I'm just... I wanted to circle up and make sure that I was hearing him correctly. And uh, he goes, so are you telling me the Twins get a participation trophy for home runs? And I said, hold on a second. Just so we're clear here, Nate. And Nate, I'm sorry for calling you out, but this is a bad tweet, bro. He says, <laughs> "He says, so are the Twins getting a participation trophy? And I said, are you saying that nothing that happens during the season matters? Nothing matters. If you don't pay nope. it off with a World Series, That's and he the goes, only yep, thing that matters. pretty much nailed it. I was like, all right, mm. well, we're... I just took the finger roll. I didn't retweet or anything like that. I took my two points and jogged back on defense because I'm like, that's just wrong. It's That's so far off. Does it matter more that they win a World Series? Yes. If this <laughs> Twins team wins a World Series, we're going to be talking about the World Series. It's going to be the World Series year tattooed on your right arm, Rami, not the home run record. I get that. Because that home run record could break, whereas flags fly forever. I checked with multiple sources over the weekend. That's how long they fly for. Mm -hmm. I get that a World Series is more important, but let's not try to play this 307 big league pumps 
as a meaningless marker, as a meaningless record. I think it's so far from that. I think you're going to, years and years from now, remember the Twins Bomba Squad from 2019, no matter what happens the rest of the way. One team wins the World Series every year. That's right. So 29 other teams... Nothing. Can't take any fun they, from they it. They take nothing no from tweets. any season. And if you look at the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years or so, two teams have multiple World Series, and that's the Giants and the Red Sox. That's it. So wow. w- winning a World Series is incredibly difficult. And, and only one team does it every year. So you're telling me that there's nothing you can take out of any baseball season. If you're the 29 other teams that haven't won a World Series, I was hoping one of you guys saw it the same way as our no. buddy Nate because I came, I read that tweet and came in ready f- to fight, <laughs> and it sounds like we're just all on the well, same I've been page. Fighting this a, is huge. I was fighting a similar fight over the weekend with people taking some joy in my Cubs demise and Joe Madden's departure as the manager. Amicable, said, it seems and, like. And I said, dude, I just got. Five years of basically 100-win baseball, a few LCS appearances, and a World Series championship. I'll take it. And I don't think that runs necessarily over I right. mean, for the Cubs. Right. It's still a pretty good roster. But I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that, and I'll be super happy about not just a year that they won the World Series, but five years of prosperity for my baseball club Are on you, some level or another. I don't have the tattoo yet. No. I was going to say, next month's your birthday month. Am I wrong? Uh, Wednesday is my birthday. Whoa! Yes, All sir. right. Uh-huh. Better okay. get on it and run. Better get that tattoo. So uh, when we're doing the show on Friday, <laughs> should I get a you tattoo? might have the tattoo. Possibly. I should get the tattoo during a show if I'm going to do it. As you're talking, you just hear the little... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is all very simple, though, guys. This is all very simple. Ted Williams hit 406 in 1941, right? Yes. Red Sox didn't win the World Series that year. Couldn't tell you who did. The Yankees did. Okay. You know what, It was the same year Joe DiMaggio. You know what that 406... That's right. You know what that 406 means? Nothing. Not a damn thing. doesn't mean thing. anything. <laughs> because the Red Sox didn't win the World Series thing. Plus, Luis Arraiz will come back and hit 400 next year anyways. Who cares? That record only stood for a few decades. This sport, I think, more than any of the other three big four sports, is the ultimate, you have to enjoy everything, not just who wins the World Series. The World Series is the ultimate of the ultimate in this sport. We yeah. all know that. But these guys play, there's so many of these players, they play so many of these games year in and year out. You have to be able to put aside who wins the World Series and rings culture that carries on into my favorite sport, the NBA. You have to pull away from that and enjoy the things that go on over the course of a, of a six-month baseball season you just have to otherwise it's just it's like 10 teams make the playoffs in this sport every year (laughs) and only one of them is going to win the world series there's so many other things that happen there's no hitters and there's perfect games that we see and there's home run records and everything that you have to be able to enjoy that you can't just focus on winning the world series it would be great if the twins won the world series but if they don't you have to be able to look at this season what they did this year and be able to appreciate it. Yeah. I get some fan bases getting spoiled. Like, but to me, like I just said, given the recent history of baseball and the fact no team has multiple World Series over the last dozen or so years other it's than the Red Sox do, and the Giants, man. 
Nobody, nobody is really in a position to be spoiled right now and say, I don't appreciate anything but a World Series. There's not a fan base in baseball right now that is sitting pretty enough yeah. to, to, to feel that way. Even to feel, the Dodgers. To be that spoiled. The Dodgers, who have been the best team over the past five years, if you look at wins and production and stuff like that, and haven't punched that ticket. So does that run not matter? Do we not care about Clayton Kershaw? Like, did we not watch the All-Star game and have fun with it, watching our players in there, whatever city you're in, whatever market you're Mm -hmm. in, unless it's Baltimore or Detroit, and said, all right, this is fun. Kansas City's probably on that list, too, but they won a World Series. Mm -hmm. But you're like, all right, cool. This is an enjoyable prospect. I... I think baseball does a really good job, guys, of separating exactly what Manny Hill is talking about here. Separating the can you appreciate momentary bliss? Uh, Can you have gratitude in July? Can you look at an August baseball game and if something special happens, acknowledge it and say that was fun? Or are you an ultimatum at the end of the season? Did you win the World Series? No? Then don't write home. Johnny, (laughs) I don't want to hear about it. Don't tell me about 100 wins. Don't tell me about 307 bombas. You know what that ALCS trophy is? That's a participation trophy, Derek Redmore. Oh, you got a pennant? Nice. Nice. Did you win the World Series? Then go home. I want to hear about it. <laughs> that's Miss not, me with that crap. That's not the only offensive mark that I want to talk about. We kind of got on a roll, got on a soapbox a little bit, telling people appreciate the the journey, not so much focus on the destination. But there is another offensive mark that that I want to talk about. But we ate up this whole segment railing on that guy who sent that tweet. We've got um, two hours left. We got two hours. Uh, two left, two so. hours total. So we'll, we'll talk about just how impressive. It's not just home runs. It goes beyond that. How impressive this Twins offense is and was in 2019. So we'll continue that discussion right after this. It's the Score North AL Central Champions Twin Show on 1500 scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app, and live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rigs. The Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, time for a Score North download. I'm Manny Hill as we continue on with the Score North AL Central Division Champion Twin Show. The Twins, uh, they finished with 101 wins this season, which is uh, quite a lot. And uh, here's what Rocco Baldelli had to say over the weekend after the Twins got win number 100 on uh, Friday. It's very cool. We just had a a moment, too, as a group here in the clubhouse. Um, Really nice and in a season full of really, really cool, exciting times and, and, you know, accomplishments. Um, This was another one that that was really, really nice. You don't get to this point. Um, and have this much success without a wonderful group through and through. And uh, it was uh, it was a good night on the field, too. So it was very nice. You know what, guys? As we continue on with the Score North uh, Twin Show, I think 100 wins is another thing that maybe not quite as much as the home run record, but that's something else I think should be appreciated with this club, too, is getting to 100 wins. It hasn't happened a lot in this franchise's history. Um, and we see teams win 100 games all the time, so it's certainly not on the level as the home run record, but it's still... Another thing that I think we can look back with this team and certainly appreciate. And did I see, as we return here on the Score North AL Central Champion Twins show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, this is the first year that three teams in the American League all made it to 100 wins. Is oh. That, is it the first time this has ever happened? News to me. I thought I saw that. That's awesome. Somewhere. I could be wrong. I, I mean, could be three wrong pretty good that, teams. Yeah. 
Three really good teams. Or if you ask the national media, two pretty good teams and the Twins. By the way, this <laughs> DJ84 tweeted as we were going into the last break, why do you say land of 10,000 rakes? Because we're in the land of 10,000 10, lakes, lakes, but they hit rake. People a lot. refer to hitting a baseball as raking. Yeah, so this team land rakes. 10,000. Okay. This team rakes. All right. It's maybe not a good joke. I'll say it's not a good joke if you have to explain it. Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people get it. I think we've actually developed a lot of think, inside jokes here on the I think Score most North people get it. First place twin show. I hope most people get you most of you get it, right? Tweet me at Rami's Twin. I'm just kidding. Don't all of you tweet well, me. Well, because I I went around the Minnesota State Fair, the great Bombasota get together this sure. summer, and I was sending you guys pictures on Twitter of people claiming to be the land of ten thousand something. Right. Like land of ten thousand plates. I don't understand why I wasn't they weren't all rakes. It should just be rakes. They should all be rakes. <laughs> Either a baseball bat or a yard rake, and nothing else will do. Because this team rakes. Not only the home runs to the tune of 307, a major league record for a team in a season, but they finished with the second best slugging percentage in the history of baseball. Is that right? Only one team since uh, major stats began being recorded in Major League Baseball in 1871. Only one team has a higher team slugging percentage over an entire season. And that's the 2019 Houston Astros. <laughs> yeah, the, the Astros. This, this Astros team currently they are playing right now. One, so one one thousandth, one percentage point, one little tick higher than your Minnesota Twins this year. It's basically a tie. On that. Uh, we can just call it a tie. Let's yeah, just call it a tie. I mean, it's not. Uh, I'm okay with calling it a tie, though. But that's... <laughs> That's it's all, impressive. It's not. It's a tie. not. It's not as memorable because it's a. It's not a record, and b. We people, don't talk about people don't talk percentage. about slugging percentage the way that they do home runs. But this is a better indicator of how good an offensive ball club this Twins team is than the three hundred and seven home runs to me. Because yeah, three hundred seven home runs will do a lot for your slugging percentage. Um, but you don't get there unless you're doing a lot of other things well too. They. They hit the ball off off the wall almost as often as they're hitting it over the wall, and that yeah. there are a lot of doubles in this lineup on an, on a night to night basis. This is a baseball team that gets on base that gets that gets extra base hits frequently, and it's not just the home runs that they put runs up on the board with. Yeah, they, I mean, if you've noticed this year, they don't steal bases, right? So they're either going to hit a double and hit him in on a single. Or they're going to hit a double and hit another double and hit him in with a bomba. Right. Like, that is how they're going to score runs against the New York Yankees. And if they do it in bunches, they have a chance. Did you see my tweet yesterday on this exact stat, Rami? I don't think I did, no. So, I said... Uh, I was in a football and burrito coma, so I might have missed it. Uh, one of those comas is appreciated, uh-huh. and the other is football. Um, top five <laughs> slugging percentages for a team of all time. I'm going to get some hate mail for being a football hater. <laughs> I don't care. Baseball's a better sport, top to bottom. I agree with you. So, top five slugging percentage of all time teams. Now, this was tied down to the, the thousandth decimal point. So, three decimals. It was tied going into yesterday between the 19 Astros and the 19 Bomba Squad, Minnesota Twins. The Astros, I think they had like 13 hits yesterday, some extra bases. They pulled ahead. Astros, 495. Twins, 494. The 2003 Red Sox are third place on this list. This year's Yankees team is fourth place on this list. And fifth place, rounding out the top five on the highest team slugging percentage of all time behind the Minnesota Twins 
is the 1927 Murderer's Row Babe Ruth Yankees. Were they good? I don't know a lot about that. That was a pretty good team. Were Ask they? Judd Zolgad. Okay. He remembers right, it well. I think, yeah. He's got the scorebook, actually, he still them? from Yankee Stadium. At, uh, <laughs> actually, I was going to make a joke about the old Met, but that was decades before the Met was hosting Major League Baseball games. So, bad joke. What more? Try again. That was a pretty good baseball team. They were. They were. Okay. They get talked 27 about. Yankees were okay. They get talked right. about a little bit. That's good to know. But that is a, that's, that's a the re- company you keep, Rami Maclough. That's a remarkable stat to have the high end. Yes, juice baseballs, blah blah blah, offensive era, whatever. That's a that's a telling stat about this Twins lineup and how good they are. One through thirteen, or however many guys yeah. they had available to them on a given day because of injuries. Yeah, I mean, it's. I ran out of words. I ran out of superlatives in like July, in August. We got to All Star break, and I was like, I think I've said every nice thing I can about this team. Because, oh my gosh, holy cow. I guess the point I'm trying to make with some of these stats and my subtle jab at the uh, national media is the Astros and Yankees are great teams. I'm not going to sit here and argue that. I'm not even going to argue that the Twins are better. But I think starting today and this week, leading up to the American League Division Series, what needs to be talked about in the American League, and I don't even want to throw out the A's and the Rays in this because those are two great baseball teams too, but but let's just get away from this myopia of, hey, there are two great baseball teams in the American League, and the Twins also play in the American League. It's like, stop it. Right. The Twins might not have five stud starting pitchers, but they do, over the last two months, have a lights-out bullpen. They do have more home runs than any club in Major League Baseball history. And according to this stat that I found on Fangraphs, only one team in baseball history, boys, has a higher team slugging percentage over a full season than the Twins, 494, in 2019. What I'm trying to say is the Twins also are a great baseball team. Let's lump them into that conversation, shall we? I think that if you took every player that has played a pitch for the Minnesota Twins this year and swap them with every player that has played a pitch for the New York Yankees this year. Just take every player with the Twins and swap them with every player with the Yankees. Just take both teams and flip-flop them. They'd be saying that what the Twins are doing, they'd be saying the Twins are a great team. <laughs> the, Boy, Nelson Cruz, what a season. Were, yeah, if this Twins team was called the New York Yankees. I agree. And that Yankees team, which is good, yeah, which is really good. Played here. And if they played here, it would just be, it'd be copy and paste. <laughs> Seriously. That's fascinating. Maybe. No, Seriously. he's right. Maybe. I think he's right. Now, listen, personally, if I'm a betting man, and I've said this for about a week or so now, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to pick the Yankees to win this series. I think the Twins have a great shot. I'm going to pick the Yankees to win this series. What do you got, 60-40? Yeah, I'm 65-35, okay. kind of. All right. But still, I think the the narrative surrounding both of these clubs, I think if you just switch them, just switch the team names, wow. it would just be copy and paste. Change oh, laundry. look at what Nelson, look at the season Nelson Cruz is having. Mitch Garver, and look at look at what the Yankees have done with Mitch Garver. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You're right. You're right. Seriously. I agree. Man. I 100% agree with Manny right now. And I, I think sometimes... Markets like the Twin Cities, they they kick and scream that they don't get the attention or the love, and a, a lot of the time it's not really warranted. And you're you're sort of playing into the Napoleon complex. 
right here, I think Manny is 100% spot on. Interesting. With, with these numbers that we're talking about, as impressive as they are for this Twins team, for more people not to be recognizing what they did this season, I think is simply because they are the Minnesota Twins and not the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Red Sox, one of those story teams who networks on the coasts love to cover and talk sure. about. Or the Astros, because they've won sure. it more recently. Right. One of the best teams Absolutely. in modern well, baseball. While we're talking about impressive things that this Twins team has done this season, Spencer tweets in, think of it, Twins didn't have a losing streak longer than four games all year. I forgot about that, to be quite honest with you, and didn't have a three-game losing streak till mid-July. That's crazy impressive. That's a really, really good and consistently good baseball team. I ran out of superlatives. And and that was probably it. It was probably right around July. Right. And I'm not saying they didn't hit a rocky patch. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run from that. I'm not saying they don't face adversity here without Byron Buxton, without Michael Pineda, his fault, not theirs, without possibly Max Kepler, possibly Luis Arraiz. I don't know if those guys are gonna be available. I'm not even here to say the Twins are dynamite locks to win this series. But we talk about it, and I said this last week, we talk about it like there's no chance, and there's way more chance than no chance. I don't know if you caught right that down on Friday, but Twins and four. Twins and four. I did catch right that and down And 12 Bombas, too. Twins said. and four and 12 Bombas. 12 Bombas. 12 Bombas. So three what, happens if, game. what happens if they sweep and only hit 10? You I, lose? I'll take that loss. <laughs> gladly. <laughs> I would gladly I'll take that loss. Two great hey, weeks to score North uh, ALDS winning twins. I've had a couple people ask on we'll Twitter, including Spencer, whose tweet I just read, are the Homer Hankies making a comeback for the playoffs, do we know? At yes. Target Field? Uh, they, they are. are. They are I think, Ooh, yeah. Tweets from Star cool. Tribune Sports Editor Chris Carr earlier today saying that the Twins and the uh, biggest newspaper in the Twin Cities are teaming up once more for those uh, handkerchiefs, but don't blow your nose. You just wave them and... Hope for Bombas. And we that's do a, have uh, that's a Twins playoff tradition, baby. They better call nowhere. him Bomba something. They can't. You can't. Call, it's not a Homer Hanky. That's thirty years ago. We have some breaking uh, MLB news. Jeff oh. Passan reporting that uh, Brad Osmus has been fired by the Los Angeles Angels. Wow. And many people believe paving the way for Joe Madden to return to Anaheim, where he worked for that organization sneak, for uh, thirty sneak, years or so. Once again, sneak preview of Racy on Baseball. We had Buster on, and Buster mentioned that that. Wow. He thinks that, that he had a sneaky feeling that Osmus would be out and Joe Madden would be the target. Well, so we'll see. Not so fast on Joe Madden because if I'm the Angels, I'm also calling the Twins and saying, hey, who are the staffers that work under Rocco Baldelli that make this bus go? I would imagine if not the Angels, somebody's going to be making, some bodies are going to be making that call to the Twins. There'll be phone calls. I would imagine. There'll be phone calls as well. We'll hit a quick break. A whole nother hour of Twins talk coming your way on the Score North AL Central Champions Twin Show. Live from the land of uh, Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 ranks, magic number is zero because they're AL Central champs. We'll be back right <laughs> after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Played by CJ Crump now. This one hit well in left field. Gordon going back, and that ball is gone. Cave going oppo. And the Twins have gone deep against Lopez again in the first inning. 
That highlight on Fox Sports North. This is the Score North AL Central Champions Twin Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is zero. They're AL Central champs. I'm Rami Makhlouf, along with Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass with you for one more hour. Purple Daily, all your angsty Vikings talk returns at that time, and it will uh, continue into <laughs> the uh, be today? late afternoon with Mackie and okay. Judd with Rami when I'll be back with mm-hmm. uh, Phil Mackie. And Judd Zolgat. Now, you said earlier in the show, Derek, and I don't know what this is. You've only alluded to the fact that you have a pitcher's take for this ALDS that you wanted to run by Manny and myself and the Score North listener. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> you seem hesitant. Well, I'm nervous. Nervous? It's a pretty hot take. You don't get nervous about hot takes. You just spit them out. Regardless of how stupid they might be, you just spit them out. Well, it's not stupid. It's correct, which is why I'm nervous. I keep having to teach you things about this sports talk radio thing. (laughs) This is, it's like when. Are you nervous that it's not spicy enough? (laughs) No, no, it's pretty spicy. He's worried it might be too spicy. I'm worried that I'm going to get attacked despite being right. It's like when I walk up (laughs) at the end of semester and hand the paper to the professor and, in the most non condescending way possible, say, here you go, here's the answer key, and flip it on his or her desk. As like a little joke, wink, wink, haha, and they don't laugh. It's like I'm not sure how. If I'm reading the room correctly, mm-hmm. people won't be ready for this take. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting Jose Barrios in Game Three of the American League Division Series, and Randy Dobnik is starting Game Two, leaving Jake Odorizzi to open the series in the Bronx against the New York Yankees. That's my hot take. I don't think that's that spicy. Okay, all right. I'm good with that. Jose Brios not getting a start till game three and then probably not being available in now, any meaningful capacity again in the series. The the reason I would disagree with it, and you said people are gonna come after you even though you're right. Thing is you're wrong. Um <laughs> <laughs> wrong about them coming after me or wrong about the take? The tick okay. um is Jake Odorizzi is a fly ball pitcher, is he not? You want that in Yankee Stadium? Everybody's that, a fly ball pitcher in that these ban- days. In that band box that is Yankee Stadium? Ah. I think I'd rather go Odorizzi in Game 3 when you're back at Target Field. That's the only reason I disagree with it. It's not that crazy of a take. I think they're going to have to go with the bullpen game, and it's probably going to be in Game 2. The question is, who? how do you how do you arrange Barrios and Odorizzi around Game 3? I think that's a question that the Twins are are presented with. And I would do the opposite of what you're saying just because I feel better about Jake Odorizzi at Target Field than I do at Yankee Stadium. I sure. feel like uh, Odorizzi's been better lately. So I go with the guy that I trust more right now. Here's my question on the fly ball thing with Odorizzi. Are we making too much out of that? Yes, I think so. He only gave up 16 home runs this year. This yes. By far the fewest of the regular guys in the rotation this year. So I wonder if we're making... Do- now... One could counter that and say, well, okay, well, it's Yankee. St- he wasn't pitching in Yankee Stadium all year. Yeah, but Jose but, Barrios gave up 26 of them true. this year. That's 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 you why know? I'm wondering if we're making too much out of that. And if you want to go you know? down to a stat like uh, home run rate, you know, so, of course, Barrios is going to have given up more home runs than, than Taylor Rogers this year. Like, he just faced way, way more hitters. But home run rate. When you divide out their batter's face, Jose Barrios gave up a home run about 3% of the time. Odorizzi, 2.4%. So, like, yeah, is he a home run, a fly ball pitcher? Yes. And in his final year with the Rays before he came to Minnesota, he was also that guy who lived up in the the strike zone with a fastball, tried to do 
what he's done this year to success, which is throw a fastball over their bat. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's going to bite you because it's not going to get up high enough or John Carlos Stanton is nine feet tall or Aaron Judge is 13 feet tall and you're not going to be able to get the fastball above his swing plane and he's going to hit one is out of the park. 13 feet tall? I think it's 13-2, okay. but I don't have the official measurements in front of me. Just and it depends sure if he's we wearing cleats or not. Just wanted to make sure we were accurate here on the Score North Twins show. <laughs> I showed a uh, friend the picture of Jose Altuve standing next to... Aaron Judge. It's so ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, but that's inaccurate because Altuve's standing on second base. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a couple of extra inches. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's comical. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do like the NBA did last week and get the correct measurements of make players, measure and players. we'll find out that Aaron Judge is only twelve foot eight instead of twelve foot nine. It's a possibility. There's three inch discrepancies sometimes with some of these player measurements. I believe it. Um, but I, anyway, I, I'm taking that's my hot take is Odorizzi, Dobnik, Burrios. It's a little spicy. It's not okay. like crazy hot. I thought the room wasn't ready for this because I've been hearing all year Burrios is the guy you ride or die with your ace no matter what. And I think your ace has changed. Mm, I'm not even basing it on that as much as I am. Cayenne like, pepper on like that I take? said, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not basing it on that as much as I am. Just the fact that I feel better. I feel good about Barrios and Odorizzi at this point. I don't think that you're overly overmatched in terms of who you send out to the mound to start whichever game those two guys start. Um, but I, I'm, I'm looking at it from the perspective of I, I just feel a little bit better about Odorizzi at Target Field than I do at Yankee Stadium. So. Uh, post from the Yankees perspective this morning. I went trying to figure out, okay, what exactly are they going to do with their starting staff? Yeah. Uh, by the way, James from... Paxton came up with a little something-something. Oh? Yeah, he's got... Uh, he he left his, his last start on uh, Friday night. They called it a precaution. Let and me guess. He's day-to-day. He took an MRI. It showed only some nerve irritation in his left glute. Whoa! So uh, they said that Saturday he said that he's on some pills to help calm it down. Nerve irritation doesn't sound pleasant. In the glute. Well, yeah, doesn't sound pleasant anywhere. Right. um, That's interesting because he's starting game one for the Yankees, wouldn't you say? At least that was the plan, I would assume. So this is from uh, Josh Benjamin of EliteSportsNY.com, who throws together a pitching plan. um, Because we've heard, right? CC Sabathia probably coming out of the bullpen, the way they've sort of built this up. Sevy's back. What are you counting on from him this series? I don't know if this is what the Yankees are thinking, but this is what Josh Benjamin is thinking of EliteSportsNY.com. He says, Game 1, James Paxton. Game 2, Luis Severino. So that takes care of your Yankee Stadium. Game 3, Masahiro Tanaka. So that's Game 1 at Target Field. Game 4, Basically a bullpen day with Jay Happ as the as the guy. And then he doesn't have a game five on here, but you would have to expect that goes back to Paxton. And all hands on deck, really, if you're able. There's a travel day before that. So anyways, that's an interesting way to line it up from the Yankees' perspective. It also helps to underscore the point. Give that to me again real quick. Run through it. The Yankees are short on pitching, too. Exactly. James Paxton for, Paxton for game one, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Game two, a recently returned fresh... Luis Severino. But Rusty, mm-hmm. Luis Severino. Game three is your uh, Masahiro Tanaka. Game four, sort of a bullpen day with Jay Happ. Again, this is just Josh Benjamin of EliteSportsNY.com, but it is a Yankees perspective on how to get through 45 innings with the pitching. Yeah. Interesting. They have their own issues when it comes to starting pitching. 
That's Twi- the Twins for sure do too. I'm a little nervous. Absolutely, about that. but it's like I've I've been saying about these two clubs. I know what the records say, and the Yankees are finished a few games better. But I see mirror images of each other when I look at these two teams, and I I, I see a very closely matched series. I think this is going to be a heavyweight bout, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's the I mean I'm biased because I I host a show that involves one of these two teams, but it's the series that I'm most looking forward to. Agreed. Like I like the wild card games, and you're just talking about getting sneaking off tonight to watch the NL uh, wild card game, which should be all kinds of fun. But like wild card games are fun, but they're a one off in terms of series and matchups that I've seen. Again, I'm biased because I host a show. I think I'm literally sitting on the borderline of Minneapolis and St. Paul right now. This very studio. Yes. Yeah. But despite my bias, I think this is the series I'm most excited about. It's going to be a lot of fun. It starts this Friday. In New York. Cannot wait. Workouts tomorrow at Target Field. We'll be all over that. Probably yeah, a workout be, in Yankee Stadium. We're going to be, be there. all over everything. Judd Zolgat is headed to, to New York to cover the ALDS. You can read Derek's thoughts, Judd's thoughts, Jake DePew's thoughts on the Twins and the ALDS at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app, as it is your one-stop shop for all written content from Score North as well. And right now, if you go to that Score North mobile app, you can enter the Bombus away for 10K sweepstakes. You know we love our Bombus around here at Score North, so we're firing up a fun little Bomba challenge this week. It's Bombus away for 10K. If you can predict who hits the first playoff home run for the Twins, you're entered to win $1,000. If that first home run happens to be a grand slam, the prize jumps to $10,000. Here's how you enter. You download the totally free, at least for now, Score North mobile app. It's available for Apple and Android. And did I mention totally free? Register on the app and enter through listener rewards. And again, if you correctly predict who hits the first home run of the postseason, you're entered to win $1,000. If that first home run is a grand slam, you're entered to win $10,000. Go to the Score North mobile app, enter to win today. I'm told, Rami, that that app will be free through the American League Division Series at a minimum. We can confirm. 100%. I All sit right. in some of the meetings around here and just fly on the wall until they kick me out. Free Score North app until, at the very least, the conclusion of the American League Division Series. But act fast, because you'll never know. You don't know. I I haven't been to all the meetings. I, was, I can't, had to come here to do the show. It's the Score North AL Central Champions Twin Show. We're live from the land of 10,000 rakes, and we'll be back right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North Mobile. The Score North Twin Show. Also available on demand on the Score North Mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Obviously, you don't get to pick who we play. It certainly looks like it'll be New York. We understand the, you know, the, the, the history. Uh, that's my history. It isn't Bracco Baldelli's history. It certainly isn't Nelson Cruz's history. So I, I think that'll be overblown. But organizationally, I, I just say it's time to slay the dragon, right? You know, so, um, I, you know, well, we look forward to the challenge. That was Dave St. Peter last week on Mackie and Judd with Rami here on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. This is the Score North AL Central Championship Twins show. Rami Makhlouf here, Derek Wetmore there, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And uh, we knew that those comments by Dave St. Peter perked up some ears here in the Twin Cities. I think Twins fans either liked to hear that or cringed when they heard that. Like, hey man, careful what you're asking for there, Dave St. Peter, given the Twins playoff history with the New York Yankees. 
Did not uh, think necessarily, Derek, that those comments by David St. Peter would make their way all the way out to the East Coast and out to the New York Post. And Kevin Kernan, who uh, wrote, he was writing an article about the Yankees and how it's sort of been next man up for them all season long because of all the injuries that they've suffered. And then he gets to, to this portion of the article where he says, now, even though the Yankees are still fighting off their fair share of injuries going into the postseason, the next man up mantra is over. Forget it. Time to move on from that. It's time to be the bully better yet Yankees be the dragon twins president Dave St. Peter did the Yankees a big favor not that they needed a wake-up call but his pronouncement earlier this week came at the perfect time for the Yankees to get into postseason dragon mode St. Peter told score North radio (laughs) really Kevin organizationally I just say it is time to slay the dragon right let's go bring him on Be careful what you wish for, Mr. St. Peter. He has been Twins president for 17 years and knows what it is like to have his organization pounced on. I think you mean pounded on. By the Yankees, the Twins have been the Yankees' postseason punching bag. The Yankees have won 10 straight October meetings against the Twins. The Twins don't show up in October. They haven't won a playoff series since 2002. Oh, okay. (laughs) Boy, really good. I guess I guess Dave really gave the Yankees some bulletin and board <laughs> yeah, material. Yeah, I just earlier. woke up Aaron really Judge. Bulletin board material. Yeah. Is Dragon Mode going to be a thing in the Yankees locker room? Well, Brett Gardner was going to take this series off and not be a fearless leader, but now that the Twins president said on a radio show, "Slay the Dragon," and dare he spoke confidently, it's time to wake up, Yankees, from your summer long slumber. <laughs> Dave St. Peter, Jeez. how dare you not wither up into a little, right. you know, into a little yeah, afraid child because of, because you're going to play the Yankees. You were supposed to curl up in the fetal in the corner of Target Field. You didn't My know that, goodness. Dave St. Peter? That's how you celebrate an AL Central Championship in a meeting with the Yankees. You don't say you want to go out there and win. How dare how dare you have confidence, Dave St. Peter? I would love if, if Dragon Mode became a thing for the Yankees. I would actually take so much joy in that. Like, you know how when, when guys get on base and they'll, like, motion back to the dugout something and like it was beast mode for the Brewers a few oh, years ago. Oh sure, sure. Like, can you? Mime, I don't know how you mime a dragon, but what if that? What if that became their thing? Like, they get out and they mime breathing fire from the bases because dragon mode has been activated. Because Dave St. Peter had the gall to say, "Time to slay the dragon." That is the New York Yankees. And I love it. I love the comps. I heard Dave's interview with you guys, and I thought this is great. This is exactly what this team needs. Now, if you're Rocco Baldelli, probably don't want that out there. Probably don't want bulletin board material, so to speak. But your team won 101 games this year. Hit more home runs than any team in baseball history, including the 2019 Dragon Mode Yankees. So why shouldn't you be confident? Why should not have this mentality of going into the postseason that, hey, we got a fighting chance in this thing. Dave's quote about, it's my history, I thought hit the nail perfectly on the head it's dave's history i mean it's my personal history even though i only covered one of those the 17 wild card game in new york it's twins fans history who've been around for 10 20 30 years but it's not marwin gonzalez's history it's not max kepler's history I, I think Dave hit it perfectly on the head by saying that's something that like we talk about and will be overblown. And apparently the New York Post helping us to do that as well. Thank you for yeah, the thanks link for the mention, dude. Scorenorth.com, much appreciated. But like if you're a twins fan in the New York area, welcome. Yeah, we're happy to have you for the first time and sorry we made fun of Dragon. Get that Mode. Score North mobile app.
Sorry. <laughs> we we really do say it. sorry a lot in Minnesota because it's really close to Canada. But I don't understand why they would not have confidence going into this series, why they would not talk about this like a series they can and should win. That's how the Twins should be approaching this, and I appreciate that Dave St. Peter came on the airwaves at Score North to say it. And if you're a member of the New York Yankees and you have not already been motivated enough Bro, you're not reading series, the New York Post. Then, then, then what is... what? It, I mean, the, the bulletin board material for the New York Yankees, for any member of the New York Yankees, should be the fact that they play for the New York Yankees. You're the Yankees. Yeah, that's right. DJ LeMahieu. The expectation is for you to win the World Series every damn year. DJ LeMahieu. That's your bulletin board material. He's not thumbing through the Sunday Post wondering, I wonder what the Twins are saying about us. Huh, let's see if we can get something to fire up the boys. That's such a corny line. St. Peter's pronouncement earlier this week came at the perfect time for the Yankees to get into postseason dragon mode. I mean, if they're not already... What are we doing here? Dragon mode? I like it. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. It's entertaining. You guys Game of oh, Thrones fans? No. All right. That, you? That's a dead end. Because neither am I. <laughs> Robbie, that had Randy, so much potential. Were you, were you a Game of Thrones guy? Yes. I was were. hoping you guys could maybe explain was, like the whole dragon thing to me because I, I just was, get the allure. Uh, I just know there were dragons, man. Yeah. I know there was a, a, a I, I queen. Was a, there was, I was a queen, right? And there, she were, had, like, there were a couple of queens. Two pet dragons. Uh, there were actually one at 1.3. Three? But uh, spoiler, actually, alert. spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> um, alert. Only one of them ended up surviving the end of the show. Really? Um, yes. Did he get the throne? Uh, no, it just like torched it basically. Okay. If, sorry, sorry if you haven't finished season eight and wow. I just spoiled it this for you. This is brutal, you guys. It's not. It's not. A, it wasn't a very good season anyway, so it's, it's fine. And the finale was atrocious anyway. But another spoiler. <laughs> the finale was atrocious. So yeah, the New bad. York Post hates us. The New York Yankees hate us. Twins fans are gonna hate us because we awoke the dragon, and now HBO hates us. This show is off to a roaring start in the first ninety minutes, boys. This tweet from Brian says, "Does that guy actually believe what he wrote? The wake up call they needed. This has to be the quintessential New York attitude. I mean, Dave's interview was about as cliche as you can get. What else would you expect him to say?" The Yankees won 103 games this year. The Twins won 101 games. What are we talking about here? Bow down. This is two great baseball teams. Bow down, say Peter. They hit a lot of bombas. <laughs> they won triple digits and they won their division going away and they should be confident. It's been a nice ride, but how dare you? How dare you want to win this series? I'm talking about the Yankees and, and the Twins. Can. How dare you, you sir? Said, how dare you, Dave St. Peter, have confidence right. in your own team? Or even hope. That you can do it. Like, I don't understand what optimism they, reigns. I don't you know. understand what they wanted from from the Twins and Twins fans. But it's rained it quite enough this summer. I'll have you know. Thank you very much. It is football season after all. That Whoops. optimism oh, in Minnesota is far too long lived for my taste. All right. Um, you said before uh, we came before the break before this segment started. You needed some help with your MVP ballot. Is this sure true? Do. All right. Now, twins ha- MVP valid because oh, the MVP is Mike Trout. Oh, okay. All right. I was going to say, do you really need help with that? No, we're okay. good here. Right. Alex Bregman, great season. One of the best players in baseball. Mike Trout's the MVP. Agreed. Even though he is going to miss like the last month of the season. That's how good he is. That's how good he is. Right. 
Um, I need help with my Twins MVP ballot, boys, because I have a pick, and I don't think people are going to like it, especially if you count yourself among those prisoners of the moment. You're mm-hmm. not going to like me picking Jorge Polanco for Twins MVP. My 2019 MVP is... I don't have the numbers up in front of me. The starting shortstop in the American League in the All-Star game, Jorge Polanco. And it's because of the totality I, of his contributions over the season. But, yeah, if you were talking about recently, I think guys like Nelson Cruz would get a strong fight in that. Um, Max Kepler, you could talk about him. He did lead the Twins in Fangraph's war this year, did Max Kepler. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you'd argue for Mitch Garver because of the amazing, sensational individual season that he had this year with the bat and the glove. Um, I don't know. Anybody else that we got to have on the, the ballot to talk this through before before you uh, criticize my pick here? It's Which I'm fi- cool. I'm like, no, I'll, no, I'll no, make no. it that, up. I'm not he's, telling he's you. He's definitely a candidate and maybe the MVP. My The other guy who I would... Those other... A lot of these guys, it's just injury. They didn't play enough games. Like Max Kepler very well could have been the MVP, but I feel like he just missed too much time, especially down the stretch here when they were trying to lock up the AL Central. Uh, Same can be said for Mitch Garver. Obviously, Byron Buxton, to me, was probably the team MVP before his season was ended. To me, though, it probably comes down to Polanco and Nelson Cruz. Polanco Cruz? Yeah. And Cruz, as much for the numbers... As for some of the, are we just going strictly baseball performance when we talk MVP here? Or are we talking actual value to the club? It's wide open, boys. Because we talked last week about Nelson Cruz and the fact that a lot of times people overplay that veteran presence in a clubhouse card and, and that, that narrative, that storyline when a team goes out and gets a guy in the stage of their career that Nelson Cruz is in. And I roll my eyes super, super hard when people start talking about that sometimes. That was very real for Nelson Cruz, this team. And a perfect example of it was you felt some of the air taken out of this team when Luis Araiz goes down with the, the ankle injury in Saturday's game. And what does Nelson Cruz do almost immediately the following half inning? Says, it's all right, guys. Everything's going to be fine because we can still do this and deposits one into the left field seats. Yep. Like that resiliency that the Twins have had all season. We talked about the fact that they didn't lose more than four games in a row all year and didn't lose three in a row till what, late June, early July? They've they've been a resilient club that it doesn't seem like uh, being down in a game, it doesn't seem like injuries, it doesn't seem like anything really keeps this team down. And I think a big part of that is the presence of Nelson Cruz and just the guy being around the clubhouse who knows how to be ready for a baseball game every day and leading by example for other guys to know how to be ready for a baseball game every day. Polanco was the the best performer for them from, from start to finish because he was the healthiest performer for them from start to finish. I think he had like 105 more at-bats than the next closest person on the roster. Hmm. Wow. So from a pure production standpoint, Jorge Polanco is your MVP. If we're throwing in intangibles, Manny, I feel like there is a strong case to be made for Nelson Cruz, and he maybe goes home with the trophy. Yeah, Polanco was the only guy that had more than 600 plate appearances on the team. He had, seven, he had 704 plate yeah, appearances. Yeah, more than 700. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, t- it's tough for me, but I, I lean Nelson Cruz just because of all the things that Rami talked about. 
but also the fact that he was he was essentially their best hitter all year. I mean, when yeah. you just look at the numbers, the OPS, the home runs, you know, the you know, he drew enough walks, didn't draw a ton of walks, but he drew enough. I mean, to me it was just he was from an offensive standpoint, he was just the total package for them all season long. And then I think you add in the intangible stuff that he brought, that to me gives gives I think gives him the edge because I think his his ability to bring those intangibles to everybody else, but then also be extremely productive himself to like back up the intangibles that he was bringing to the table to help the other guys, I think goes a really, really, really long way. And it's, but I, but I understand the, the, the discussion here because I mean, he was basically a DH. He didn't play in the field for them this year. And that I think you have to take into account. And Polanco played 153 games at the most, one of the most, premium positions in the sport. And so I understand that side of it too, but I think just the, the intangible side of it and then the production at the plate to back that up, I think gives him, gives him the slight edge. We have a third contender whose hat is being thrown in the ring by ultimate twins fan tweeting at Rami is tweeting at Derek Wetmore says twins MVP Taylor Rogers without him. They don't win all those games. Even with the home runs, he was also the most consistent member of the twins team this year. I was just going to ask you guys, if we're going process of elimination, are there other pitchers that you would consider for this award? And Devlin brings up, yeah, Taylor Rogers. What's what's your thought on that? He's the only pitcher I would consider for this. No Barrios. Wasn't consistent no enough. No Odorizzi. Wasn't consistent enough. No Big Mike. Obviously nope. wasn't consistent enough. Taylor Rogers was the one mainstay, the one stalwart in your in your entire pitching staff who Day in and day out, you had a pretty good feeling when that guy ran to the mound. He had rough patches here and there. He had, you know, give up a lead, what, four or five times this year he gave up a lead when he came into a game. But when you have as many appearances as he did, the odds just say you're going to have four or five blown leads over the course of a season coming out of a bullpen. To me, he was maybe the most consistent guy on the Twins roster from game one to 162. I think Taylor Rogers should get the team Cy Young and the team's uh, delivery man of the year, or what? What do they call the Roll best? Aids, Roll Aids relief, but relief. they discontinued that, right? Uh, actually, when Roll Aids pulled out as the sponsor, they stopped giving out the award, and uh, that upset some people. So they started giving out the award again. So now it's in the unsponsored relief man of the I year. Think, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Pepto, pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am. It's interesting. I don't think I'd be talking about Taylor Rogers as team MVP, but Manny brings up a good point that he, certainly one of the pitchers of the year. Uh, no I'd love. Give, I'd give them both pitcher awards. Cy Young and the reliever of the year. Actually, you know what? They The last one given out was in 2012. I don't think they ever did bring it back. I thought I read somewhere that they had brought it back. I heard them talking about that on the Levitard show that they they were like bringing it back, but I didn't know Rollades was involved in it. So we've got to figure that one out. We'll get to the bottom of that. But either way, Taylor Rogers, um, an interesting candidate if you're talking just twins. I'm curious. No love for Randy Dobnek, minor league pitcher of the year. You guys in the organization skyrocketed from a ball up to the big leagues, and now he's maybe going to start a playoff game. Best facial hair on the team. Easily the yes. best facial hair. Best facial hair on, on the, squad, the roster. For sure. The old Yosemite Sam handlebar. We get a call. Looks like Mike in Burnsville wants to weigh in maybe on the Twins MVP award. Um, Mike, what do you got for us? On You're on the Score North first place twin show. 
First of all, again, thanks for being the only all-sports talk show in this market. Don't ever go away. Number two, when you talk about Mike Trout, just definitely the AL MVP, and then in the next sentence, but he's missed all that time for a bad team, and then in the next sentence, Rami says, well, Max Kepler was out too much to be the Twins MVP. I agree. Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. But the best player in baseball, to me, is not the MVP. It's not the same thing. Sure. I mean, if, you, if you really want to look at who is the most valuable player in the, in, the, in the American League, give half the trophy to Verlander and half the trophy to Cole. Because without either one of those guys on that team, they fall to, they're still a good team, but they're not who they are. Fascinating. Yeah. Mike, thanks for the phone call, and thanks for arguing with my co-host. I we appreciate can, it. We can. I mean, I agree with him when he talks about the difference between the MVP and the best player in baseball. Those aren't always the same thing. When I was saying Mike, Mike Trott was going to win the MVP, I was saying that's what I think is going to happen. Not necessarily that I think he is the most valuable player in a literal sense oh, he's in my Major MVP. League Baseball. But Either way. Um yeah, pro- probably. I'm let's, just saying that's how I think the voters would Let's go. bring it back to a Twins context. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not as optimistic as you. I think they might give it to Bregman because we're always prisoner of the moment. But we'll see. We'll see. And plus, people just like change things up every once in a while. Otherwise, LeBron would win MVP every year. But There's a few should. times where LeBron should have gotten MVP yeah. and he didn't. And you can say the same thing about the guy who plays in Southern California. Yeah. He's one of the best who've ever done it. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think from a Twins context? You mentioned Max Kepler. Now, he did fall just short of 600 plate appearances, but he played most of the year and was great for the Twins. Breakout season for him, first year on a five-year deal with some options on it. He's he's going to be a building block for this Twins franchise. What do you think about Max Kepler or Let's go even further down the game's played log and say, Byron Buxton, in terms of value to the Twins, can you give out a Twins team MVP, like Mike is saying, can you give it out for accrued value, or do you give it out to who was the most influential while he was playing? Is Buxton even on the radar for you for Twins MVP in 2019? Missed too much time for me. Manny, you got him on your uh, short ballot, short list? Uh, he played 87 games, man. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. If he played he 120, it. he would probably be the MVP. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I'm just asking. Throw I mean, it out there. I mean, Mike Trout has, has been out for a little while now, but he still played 134 games this year. It's not like Mike Trout missed half the season. Yeah. Like right. Byron Buxton played 87. Byron Buxton basically missed half the season. This half year. a year of baseball. I mean, that's... That's a lot of games to miss. And part of, I think, part of the value that you add as an MVP is being there and being available, right? Like, that's part of being valuable is being available. Agreed. If Byron Buxton is going to play 120 plus games, I mean, 120 in itself really isn't that much. I mean, you got to get into the 130s, 140s, really. I think really seriously be in that sort of conversation. But if Byron Buxton is going to play 120, then yeah, that's, I think that's definitely a conversation, but he just, and and this goes back to the frustration with him again, is just like, 
you get him out there and he's playing well and then he's just you know he's got to go back on the on the IL again and it just it just eventually adds up to where you just can't really have him in that conversation it's unless he's going to be yeah he's just got to be available more so i had this thought when he got hurt that he will be the biggest you'll notice his absence more so doesn't that make mm-hmm. him the most valuable we get to the end of 6 months here 162 games played 101 wins most road wins in baseball, by a lot, mind you. And I'm just thinking, ah, I'm with Manny. I think I'm with Mike, too, the caller who said, uh, first of all, he complimented our show, so you're welcome on the show anytime you want. Compliments will literally, be retweeted Literally on anytime you want. On just come say, and wherever you get podcasts. say hi, sing praises, and mm-hmm. tell us what you got to tell us. But I am with you guys in that I don't think Byron played enough to be on this ballot this year. That's going to so be frustrating to him. Down? No. What's that? Whose name are you putting down for MVP? Jorge Polanco. You're set on that. Yeah, you guys haven't talked me off of it. You're just telling me the guys who shouldn't get it. <laughs> now here's, I told here's you why the, Nelson Cruz should get it. Here's oh, yeah, the interesting right. part about this. I go back to 2003 with Shannon Stewart. The Twins made a... Twins mid- MVP. The Twins... But here's the thing, Derek. He finished. Shannon Stewart finished fourth in MVP voting that year. In baseball? In baseball, yes. What? <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Shannon Stewart, I who played who 65 that... games for the Minnesota Twins in 2003 because he was a midseason pickup from the... Uh, Oakland, right? The, uh, was it, I thought it was Toronto, wasn't it? Didn't they get him from Toronto? I think it was Toronto. Oh, and then he went to play for Oakland because yeah, they, they traded Bobby Kelty for Shannon Stewart midstream. Yep. It's one of the best deals Terry Ryan ever made. Yep. And, yeah, he finished... Uh, let me... Got the... Voting here. Alex Rodriguez won the MVP that year on a last place Texas Rangers team. Um, 2003, that was an interesting year for uh, Alex Rodriguez medically, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it was. Uh, Shannon Stewart got three first place votes. Wow. Alex Rodriguez got six. The, The voting, the order, the voting went Alex Rodriguez, Carlos Delgado, the Blue Jays, Jorge Posada was third with the Yankees, obviously, and Shannon Stewart was fourth. That's amazing. David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez, both with the Red Sox, were fifth and sixth, respectively. Corey Koski finished that season, incidentally, with 4.9 wins above replacement, according to Fangraphs. That led the Twins. And uh, no no MVP votes? No ability to confirm or deny the rumor that he was irate that he, too, did not get first-place votes in the AL MVP voting. But I will say, when they... When they made that trade for Shannon Stewart that year, the lineup was really struggling because Jacques Jones was kind of the leadoff man and he was just striking out too much and wasn't really didn't really have a high on base. And when they made that move for Shannon Stewart, it changed everything for that lineup. It put the the prototypical leadoff hitter at that time of baseball that you need at the top of your lineup, and he changed everything for that team that year. I was just a kid, so I don't remember it super-duper well, but I remember thinking that exact same thing, that it was Mm -hmm. two different teams, and you could trace it back to the trade. Yep, It was pre-Stewart and post-Stewart, so you could argue that he was the MVP. You wonder why the Twins lost that series to the Yankees that year, guys? It was that turn-of-the-century Twins team. We all know the core. Mm -hmm. You know the positions by heart. The pitching staff, here's sorted by innings pitched that season. Brad Radke, Kyle Loesch, Kenny Rogers, yes, that Kenny Rogers, yep. Johan Santana before he was Johan, Rick Reed, Joe Mays, and then the bullpen, Juan Rincon, Latroy Hawkins, Eddie Gordado, J.C. Romero. Tony That's a Fiori. really good bullpen. 
Yeah, I'm just saying that, like, talent-wise, if you stack up the 25-man rosters for that series, and this is something that the Yankees are going to talk about, well, we just oust the Twins in the playoffs. It's what we do. It's like, miss me with that 2003 garbage. What's the point? What's the what's the comparison? But Dragon Mode has been activated. Dragon Mode so really, activated. The Twins stand no chance. Somebody we're, tweets the show and says, how do you counter Dragon Mode? Well, we're about to find out. I have no idea. Dragon Slayer Mode? Hopefully the Twins have is some there, say. Manny, who is the Dragon Slayer? In, uh... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Game of Thrones spoiler coming. Uh, there was wasn't was there really a notorious a dra- Dragon Slayer. Not no? really. Huh. Um... No, it was kind of, I guess it was kind of like Queen Cersei. I guess she was kind of the one that... Doesn't sound as scary. Activate Queen Cersei. Well, Queen Cersei, she was, uh, she's like one of the greatest TV villains of all time. So sh- should they activate she was Queen evil, Cersei mode? Man. Activate Cersei mode, twins. I think there's some fierceness, fierceness <laughs> if, on If you horizon. guys, I, I don't anticipate either one of you. Bring the queen to the Bronx. I don't anticipate either one of you ever getting into the show, but <laughs> no, if you do, never. if you happen to binge watch it, you will believe that. Lena Headey, who played Queen Cersei, she will, she's like one of the most evil characters in the history right. of television. Activate oh. that, that settles it. That activate Cersei mode, show. twins. That's what it's going to take. Take the queen to the Bronx. Because they've activated dragon mode. It's the Score North Division Championship Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. And we're back right after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. The Score North Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. All right, Score North Download brought to you by Baird Baird, offering trusted financial advice and services since 1919. And of course, we've got the big American League Division Series between the Twins and the Yankees coming up, uh, starting game one on Friday. And, uh, Game two will be Saturday, and then game one, the first playoff game, first postseason game at Target Field since the first year of the ballpark back in 2010. That should be fun as well. Tweet us at Score North. That's S-K-O-R North. What you think this series, uh, or how you think this series will play out. You can tweet at me, Manny Hill 84 You can tweet at Rami, at Rami is tweeting. You can tweet at Derek, at Derek Wetmore. Or uh, you can tweet at Score North. That's S K O R North on Twitter. Let us know what you think will, uh, or how you think this ALDS series will play out. Will the Twins win it in three, four, or five, or will the Yankees win in three, four, or five? Let us know. That's your Score North download. It's the Score North AL Central Champions Twin Show live from Bombasota, land of ten thousand rakes. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, with you for a few more minutes. Manny Hill, other side of the glass, Purple Daily. Coming up at 2 o'clock, talk about the Vikings and uh, where to now, what to do with those Vikings after falling to the Bears yesterday. But uh, playoffs get underway tomorrow in Major League Baseball. Derek Wetmore. Yes, sir. With the Brewers taking on the Nationals in the first wild card game there in the National League. And then it's A's and Rays on Wednesday in the American League wild card game. Let's uh, let's quickly go around and pick out our brackets and how we think these uh, MLB playoffs play out. How yeah. do you see those two wild card games going down? Well, in the wild card in the other circuit, I'm taking Washington. I think they're going to be able to pitch their way through it, and that's a, that's a good Brewers team, don't get me wrong, but I think this is the year the Nats get over the hump. I haven't seen what it is, maybe you guys know, but Ryan Braun left the game injured the other day, and they obviously were already without Christian Yelich, and Mike Moustakis is banged up, and you got Brandon Woodruff going to the mound against Max Scherzer. I'm not counting out this Brewers team, because every time you do, they come fighting back last year and again this year, but 
That's that's a tall hill to climb right there, man. I think the Nationals come out of that one. Manny, are you going to argue us on this one? Take the Brew Crew? No, I like the Nationals there. I, I think it's been a nice run for the Brewers, and you tip your hat to Craig Council for continuing to let this, you know, continuing to push this team to success despite losing arguably the best player in the National League. Um, but I think they're going to run, run under gas against the Nationals. A's Rays, who you guys got? Oh, I love Oakland. Yeah, I'm with the A's. That I team is hot Oakland, right man. now. It's in Oakland. That team hits. They pitch. Same here. Taking Oakland. Yeah. Um, do we want to do the whole way through? We vote, we get we kind of have to rapid fire it. We can. I think we we can do this real quick. Do it. Start of the so postseason. We're saying Nationals go through and face the Dodgers. Dodgers Nationals. Who you got? Dodgers. Yeah, I like Dodgers there. Sorry, that's a great Washington team. Braves net or Braves Cardinals. Braves. Screw the Cardinals. Braves are real hot, and yeah. I hate the Cardinals. God, that's I hate be... the Cardinals. Oh man, do I hate? It's the only because I'm in the same room as Rami. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick. I'm I don't gonna, care about the Cardinals. I'm gonna pick the Braves, but I think that series might be the one that goes five. Okay, between right. the two in the National League, and then in the uh, American League, it'll be the A's and the Astros. Says us. Um, I have to take the Astros. Yeah, I would agree. I'm trying to be right here. I'm not trying to have fun. I kind of root for the A's, despite their annoying fan base and those drums that they bang away at (laughs) in that hideous stadium that they play in. And they subtweeted you, so like, never seen the Astros give you a mention. That's true. They're a fun team to watch play. I have to turn the sound off, but they're a fun team to watch play. (laughs) Very quickly, and this is a twin show, and we've been tipping our hat to the Twins for the last two hours, which is great. Um, Can we tip our hat to the A's and the Rays both for making the postseason and both being outstanding teams with crappy stadium situations and limited payroll and they've still found a way to put together two rock star ball clubs incredible season it's both. been amazing for in both fact, teams if you are the angels or the pirates or whomever the cubs and you're looking for your next manager I'd be making phone calls with the Twins. I'd also call the Rays and the A's and see, what's this special sauce? I'm looking at the MLB playoff schedule uh, on ESPN.com, yeah. and next to each game, they have like a, a link that you can click on for tickets, and it says tickets as low as for every game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brewers Nationals, $72 okay. is the cheapest yep. ticket you're going to find. Makes, sounds uh, about right. Game one of the NLDS in Los Angeles, $69. Cheapest okay. ticket you're going to find. All right. In Oakland, you can get a ticket for $36 to go and watch <laughs> that wild card game in a few days. And in Atlanta, you can go and watch game one of the NLDS for $38. Oh, that's interesting. Why? I don't know. Well, I know. I guess nobody likes the Cardinals. Huh? Nobody nobody wants to go watch a game in that dumpster mm. that they play in in Oakland. And Braves fans, I guess you're still spoiled. Yeah. Are you still spoiled from those 90s teams I where so. playoff baseball just isn't all that exciting to you anymore? It's always been dicey to try and, I mean, even filling up Turner Field for so many years was always a dicey task just Man. because of, like, where the stadium it's was located. It's a nationwide and, team, but yeah. maybe just, like, in Atlanta. Okay, so we got Astros beating the A's. I yeah, forgot I, I forgot where we left off. Twins-Yankees. Twins-Yankees. I'm taking the Twins in four and 12 home runs. I'll take the Yankees in five. Twins in five. All right. Okay. So now we got Twins and Astros in the ALCS. Uh, Manny Hill? <laughs> uh, Astros. Yeah, I'm taking the Astros. Astros. I don't yeah. like it, but I'm taking the Astros. Need some dissension on the show. I'm going to take the Astros, whether it's the Twins or the Yankees winning this series. I'm You're taking the, the Twins all the way through, Derek? Twins punch their ticket. Twins the all the way through to the World oh, Series. And they will face the Braves or the Dodgers? The Dodgers. 
I'm saying Braves. I think that Braves That's team a good Braves there. team. Rematch of 65 or That's, rematch of 91? What are we going to see Well, there's here? no Sandy Koufax this time around, so you like your chances. I think we're looking at a Braves-Astros World Series. Somebody pointed this out on Twitter. At this, There's a great storyline every single team over there. If the Twins go to the World Series, they either face the Dodgers, rematch of 65, mm-hmm. uh, the Braves, the Cardinals. There were two World Series matchups in there. Yep. The Brewers, border battle, and then Washington, which I know Expos, I get it, but like that's where the Senators franchise relocated from. So hat tip to whoever pointed that out on Twitter. Every World Series matchup would be compelling for the Twins. I did make the prediction on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Write that down probably a couple months ago now, Rami, where this year's World Series matchup somehow will be a rematch of a World Series matchup we've seen before. Whoa! You did make that odd prediction. That's a before. home run. Yeah. We'll see if it the comes way The way Manny's season has been going. Yankee, hey, if it's Yankees, Braves, that's a rematch of something. He's going for slugging percentage, not batting average. He's trying to sell me. <laughs> Back to Vikings angst with Purple Daily coming up next. Matthew Collar, he'll be joined by uh, Courtney Cronin. I believe Sage Rosenfels is in on the show with them today. Getting back to some Vikings. I'll be back at four for Mackie and Judd with Rami. This has been the Score North AL Central Championship Twins show. For Derek Manny, Rami saying thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow at noon.